0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the latest uh, Echoes Everton podcast. Uh, me Phil Kirkbride, Greg O'Keefe, Tony Scott, and obviously a welcome return to Gav Buckland. Um, it's been a big week for uh, a couple of Everton's England stars, and Greg, we'll start with with Ross Barkley. Two Man of the match performances, and what, what have you made of, of his sort of? You know, he's now getting sort of national headlines, but obviously something, not particularly something new to to Evertonians. Is it his former season?
1: No, I think I think Roberto Martinez possibly showed a little bit of. Uh, Uncommon kind of how irked he was when he mentioned his press conference this morning that you know it's not a surprise to Everton fans that all of a sudden Ross is overnight playing really well. Actually, he's been on this you know curve upwards curve since the start of the season, even pre season. We've seen him really begin to hit or hint at the levels that we thought he would be at last season, and nevertheless, he's been fantastic and he's added. Kind of a bit more adventure, a bit more freedom and a bit more shrewd decision-making to his overall game. And of course goals, and we've seen that in his club, uh, for his club and we've seen that for his country over the past uh, week or so. So yeah, no surprise to Blues who've watched him this season. Uh, but it is nice to see that replicated on the international stage, albeit with that little bit of annoyance that all of a sudden you get the London media and sort of neutrals reacting like it's the first time he's ever shown that potential before. Yeah.
0: Tony, interesting, we mentioned before we started recording, was that Neil Warnock, never never sort of a shrinking violet, sort of was on national radio this week saying that if Roy Hodgson was to play him, it would be a risk because defensively he's a liability. He would let let England down at the Euros defensively. What? Do you think that's unfair, do you think that's wrong, do you think Ross has actually matured on that side of his game?
2: I think he has matured a lot, especially this season. He took um, a lot of responsibility, especially, as I said, this season he's been absolutely fantastic for Everton, as Greg rightly pointed out to Snoke's surprise to Everton fans, the way he's come on. The only dampener for me, the way obviously he's, he's done great for England in his two games, but it's not against the greatest of opposition. His time will be told at international level, in the Euros, against your big teams that would be the massive test for him. As I said, he's only young and he's only getting better and better. And as far as Neil Warnock's comments are concerned, I think it's a bit some what sour grapes. Where He has him at Leeds, didn't he? Mm. And he didn't get the best out of him. Yeah, yeah. So I think, and he has a couple of risky comments against him when he was there. He sent some mm. back, didn't he? And he, yeah, he didn't yeah. get the best out of him at all. So I think it's some sour grapes from Neil Warnock coming from that end. The, the la- I can see where he's coming from to a certain extent, but when someone's got that much ability, in the, in the other side of the field. I think you don't
0: really need his defensive responsibility. You have other players to do that job for you. Gav, would you be, would you be concerned, though, from, you know, we, we'd like to see Ross take a main role in France next summer. Would you be concerned about Roy Hudson's inherent sort of safety-first approach? It depends what role you play, Ross. I mean, I think
3: Neil Bonach's comments are only will sort only of happen if you give him a defensive role to play as part of his game. If, you, if you're playing further up the pitch, or you, I think you alluded to him in his interview, if you put him with two defensive midfielders, then that sort of this defensive frailty or whatever it is, mm. is taken out the equation. I mean one of the best English players I've ever seen or perhaps even the best post goals, he was a complete defensive liability. As we tackle, no, couldn't couldn't tackle. Tackle, <laughs> but that didn't as I say didn't stop him being, you know, pound for pound, probably the best English player I've ever seen, you know. So and so it depends where you want to play him and I think Warnock said didn't he play him further up the pitch is where you mm. get the best out of him. So I think that's the best place for him in his current rate of developments. I mean, just supporting Greg's point of view before about goals, I think he got two in 40 games last season with the Club of Country. Yeah. But this season he's already got five and fourteen. which just shows you that he is sort of getting in the positions on the pitch that he needs to get into. And um, I think that his decision-making is improving. And I think, you know, I think he's going to be one of them players. He's not going to be overnight he's going to be like yeah. make a massive step change. Yeah. It's, it's, he's going to have an
0: incremental... It's not going to be almost a ruin coming out Yeah, the yeah. moment, if you know what I mean. I think
3: it's quite clear for him is, and possibly because of his injury as when he was seventeen, mm. that he's gonna incrementally get better to small amounts over a long period of time, you know. And I think that's probably good, good for his development. So I think it Warnock's comment so that I'd take with a pinch of salt really.
1: Yeah, just two points again to kind of summarise my feelings on Ross in that respect is that firstly last season, as yeah. underwhelming as it was for him and as much as he didn't perform could end up being a blessing in disguise because he might have earned himself with that a bit of patience from in the long term about what to expect from him and I think now you know he's going under the radar still like right, these this week in England duty might have transformed that a little bit because he really was impressive albeit again against yeah, yeah. the quality mm. of position but secondly as well he's a big lad Ross built like a super middleweight box in a really physical But I think Martinez should either begin to learn or should be helping Ross learn that either you don't use him to man-mark from set-pieces because we've seen against Liverpool in the derby, we've seen at the Hawthorns, that he just switches off. He doesn't have the mental discipline to do that job. So you either nip that in the bud and ask someone else to take up that position, regardless of how big a physical Ross is, because it's costing us, or you coach him into being more aware from set-pieces. So
2: you're compensating that because he's so good in the other end of the field, you can see yeah, totally, yeah. there's no
1: need to come back, we've got Garrett Barry and James McCarthy yet. there's no need Completely. for you defensive. what I'm saying is, obviously the managers give him jobs from both those corners, because there's no coincidence that he's in there picking up certain players, and he's totally switched off, and via that largely, and poor goalkeeping, we've been here twice, yeah. I'm just saying you don't give him the job in I mean, the first place. The thing is, he the,
0: say don't give him the job, but the opposition might force him to have a job, because... If, if 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 Martinez, for example, wanted the last man out, the, the furthest man outside the box to be Dale Alli because be speed or somebody of that type, then Ross has got. If but they if they him put on the put post somebody, then? yeah, but if they put they don't play with people on the post. I don't think do we. Mm. So if if somebody goes in, if they put all their men in, he's got to go. Otherwise, you've got two on one. You got a free man, so he should be marking their centre forward. Then should we well, he? like, he's
2: usually meant to be marking well, West Brom, uh, the centre uh, half, Dawson, he scores. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, we shouldn't be marking the centre half, really. Should yeah, we? But then again, you could say, you know, footballers these days are all athletes; they can all let the ball. Yeah. You know? I think I just think he's somebody's got to learn, and if you know, if, if he's going to develop long term into a number eight, almost box to box type Michael Balak type midfielder, he's mm. going to have to be a better defender. That's just gonna have to some of He's twenty he You'll yeah, take time. You know. do, do
3: you think number eight is his best position? I do. I've always thought uh, it would I be. D- I, no, I on that. Uh, I think number ten. I no, just really. Been playing off the air. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I I'm think not you not know where he saw what he sort of in his first season. where Maybe just playing not just behind Lukaku. I think that's his best position Cause I think, I think that's where he can use his he can use his natural instinct for the game a little bit more, so he doesn't have to think about it. The game yeah, I think more, I, yeah. I
0: think the complete opposite. I think he overthinks it too much. Yeah,
3: but I. I that's what I mean. So, don't put him fair up the pitch where he hasn't got an opportunity to overthink it. You know. But you it's need
1: like, to think yeah, in
3: that yeah. number 10 I mean, I don't want to sort of joke comparisons with Steve Gerrard, but I think that his best position for Liverpool was when he played yeah. just behind Torres, yeah. where actually his natural instincts of the game felt, you know, came through. With Gerrard, a lot of Liverpool fans, I've like said, if you give him the ball, give him time to think about it, sometimes he wasn't as effective. Mm. And I think Barclay is pretty much the same player. Put him instinct. in the rounds of yeah. the box where his natural instincts take yeah, over. Yeah. Given time to think about it, as yeah, you talk about old, his defensive yeah. frailties, perhaps that have been spoken about, then actually he's not as an effective player. But he could be both, you don't know. I'm just Maybe he's that this good, one. Yeah. <laughs> you good may start, We may start him as a 10 and actually yeah. lead for a couple of years and then move. Yeah, that do yeah. Good it. point on
2: that, I think it was in the Major derby as well as that. Yeah. Everton had like a, a three on three mm. and he had the ball for quite a considerable time and yeah. he, just, he, he just he had time, too much time he to think. Dwelt on, yeah. He dwelt on it and lost the ball, yeah. whereas if he was natural instinct someone would have been played in and the through
3: so I totally agree with Gavin. It, it's you know, t- hopefully Danny could do both but I think at this moment in time I mean we're talking about that defensive stuff that's on the margins isn't it of, yeah, his, yeah. of what he should be doing we're yeah. talking about maybe 5% of his game what yeah. we should be focused on is how do we get the 95% mm. of his game right isn't it alien? That,
2: that's, absolutely, that's, yeah, absolutely. Be yeah. Phil, because I just touch obviously, Ross last season and this season, mm. two different players oh, for me. Yeah, yeah. If I could pin you down to one thing he's improved on, or what's changed this season,
0: what would you say it is? It's his confidence, isn't it? Just
2: his confidence. Ask, yeah.
0: Absolutely, because he, he's, he's still the same player, but he's just confident. I think, I think there was a watershed moment when, for the first 60 minutes against Watford, I think he was trying too hard. I think he felt he had to try and unlock Watford's defence by himself, and they were brilliantly organised. And then something in the second half changed. And then, as we talk about instinct, Kone lays, lays lays the ball off to off to him. There's only one thing that you know you would do in that situation, and he hits it. It goes in, and I think his seasons just come alive because of that. Yeah, I just think it's, I just think it's a goal, yeah. confidence thing with yeah. him, and I just think he's he's brimming with it at the minute. he's right. going to be an
2: important man on Saturday, isn't
0: he? Yeah. Well, he's, I think he's. I think he's re emphasised his importance to the Everton team because there was times last season when you'd go, mm, I don't know if we should play him, maybe we'd play somebody else. He's, a, he's the first name on the team sheet now.
2: Would you think Man United would do a number on him, literally play someone to Man mark Markham? Because obviously got he's Everton's main, yeah, right, yeah. main threat yeah. going
0: forward, no two ways yeah. about it. Do you think Man United would consider. A carry maybe, if he was fit or whatever? Maybe. Danny, Blind. Danny Blind. Blind. Yeah, Blind, yeah. Stopped That's an interesting one. Could model, do, I eh? could do. I don't know, Van Al's, you know. Would he or would he think? You know, what's his what's his thinking? Come to Goodison, is he thinking right? We got tonked by Arsenal. We need to get something from Goodison, or is he thinking? Well, two weeks ago we were top of the league. We're gonna come and try. And, we're gonna play the game. We're not worried about who you've got. I don't know. Do you
3: think they'd take a draw? On when I you
2: don't
0: like know. To... Mate. It's
3: interesting. I don't. That's a good question. I mean, I I think the game. I, I know, um, obviously, so you can't be super confident, but the game's there for the winning, isn't it? On hmm. on on, hmm. on Saturday against it. It's funny, isn't it, how um, last time we were here uh, talking about Liverpool how when we play Liverpool, we sort of are playing the history of the fixture over the last fifty years but um, against Man United, for years on the Fix in twenty odd years we hardly beat them. And then yeah. we're on a run against mm. them at the moment. We're actually we're playing Man United who had the far superior record than Liverpool in that it's time with no fear, no fear mm. and actually that's been reflected in our performance especially at Goodison in the last five years and at Old Trafford on a couple of occasions and it's strange our two biggest rivals that we've managed to get rid of the the fear of one of them but it's still there with the other mm. I think you know I think United I mean because they've got a few injuries themselves haven't they I think on the on wise mm. I think they're quite vulnerable mm. uh, and you know we, it'll be interesting to see what happens what well, I think I think
0: it's a winnable game. Where yeah, do you I'm think sure. Everton can get at Man United Phil? Well, the back four is not you know, it's not what it was, is it? I think I think it seems to be changing personnel all the time. The back four Blin's been in there. I, and I don't rate particularly rate Smalling. I know he's you know, he seems to be uh, in vogue in the sort of England setup, doesn't he? But I don't I don't really get it with him, particularly I I think I think Lukaku can have a lot of joy. Um but obviously, you know, a lot a lot will hinge on how they deal with Martial I think because he's you know we're talking about confidence players and he seems to be absolutely flying doesn't he Um, Rooney if he's playing which you suspect he will coming back into the mix you know what type of performance we're going to get from him I think it's quite a finely balanced game really
3: that's an interesting one I mean don't mind talking about the opposition but Rooney's probably an exception is that um, whether you know I think Ferguson got onto this quite early on. That he is affected, isn't he, when he plays plays on Merseyside full stop, mm, not just, just yeah. Goodison. I think I don't I can't think of this, the exact stats. I think he's gone thirteen games without scoring on Merseyside, right. He's scored here since two thousand and seven. Yeah, I know, Saturday. yeah. But don't worry, we'll still win three <laughs> one, you know, but you know. And so that that's always an interesting like little mm. um, he used
2: to, uh, yeah,
1: he, he did yeah. it. You used to revel in it. Yeah. Didn't he? He yeah. Used to
3: really revel in it.
2: Go towards the Everton fans yeah. and goad them and literally taunt them, yeah. didn't he? But now, over the years, he, t- yeah. he just looks a different player when he turns well, It Looks up. like he does his heart now. Yeah, like he yeah. doesn't
3: yeah, care yeah. at Anfield as well. I mean, I think he's been to the bench a couple of times, you know. And uh, but we don't need to worry because we've got the England captain playing uh, <laughs> <exactly laughs> there, <centre laughs> and possibly the future England captain, yeah. perhaps even playing. But yeah. I think it's not about. I'm looking at it. The game on on. Saturday, I think we can do far more potentially damage to them. Easy, you know, really, you know, because we have got we have got a lot of um, offensive players mm. in terms of being able to take the battle to United. Yeah. And I'm, i wouldn't say I'm, I'm super confident, but <laughs> you know, I'm certainly, uh, certainly thinking. Be confident good think because that. of the last previous results over the previous. I, I think we get. I think psychologically we've got over that thing with United. And yeah, the, it's interesting. Yeah, you know, definitely. Not many
1: Man United fans will relish coming to Goodish on Saturday? Really Greg? no definitely not i think picking up on what phil said about the back four there is still flaws there they are still able to be got at um and i just wonder gayler for you, for me well i'm sure for most blues uh, had a stinker in the derby it just wasn't the levels that he'd shown previously this season really disappointing one the major sort of um, downers on the day for me uh, and then i wonder with the expectation of him again he's such a contrary bugger I think he might get some joy down those flanks if, he, if he's played. Um, you know, United will be set up or trying to stop him, I don't think so. So I think he might have a little bit of a fly under the radar. Could do some damage. For me,
2: I think, I don't know how to harp on about this every single podcast, but I think it could be a tale between the two goalkeepers once more. They've got one of the best goalkeepers in Europe. And for what we've got as a goalkeeper, that's costing us points. Every single game now and I could prove again this Saturday where we're meeting a top, top goalkeeper who's in the form
3: of his life yeah. and we've got
2: him. Yeah, he, he
0: had a telling performance at Old Trafford last season, but equally he was powerless to stop Everton and Goodison yeah. the season before, wasn't he?
3: It? Yeah, he's conceded five goals, hasn't he, in his last two uh, visits to, to Goodison, hasn't he? You know, so you know it is a goalie only as good
0: as his
3: yeah. back four. Yeah. You know. And we we we've won three on the bounce, haven't we? to Goodison against Man United, we've not done four on the bounce since the mid-80s in the league. So it's that's, t- it's uh, Tim Howard's form that
2: worries me. It really does. I don't think yeah. even the defence are confident with him behind them now. I think it's the Derby goal and partly, but as well as Ross, who switched off, yeah. But he had no chance of saving that on. He was rooted to his line. Man City at his near post. Man City mm. near post. West Bromwich Albion, across in the box, literally two yards out. Yeah, Barkley switched off. But where's your goalkeeper, commanding the crosses. you get the game? And that, that's my concern again, because if, man, you don't see no jury, they go, hang on, we'll a few crosses
1: and see what happens. It's interesting, isn't it, just touching on Tim Howard. We've seen this week that he's gone back into the international fold after he took his sabbatical, if you like, and he's hes decided he wants to play for America again. And be I, understa- I understand that. I understand that <laughs> inside. You know, he's patriotic, likes international football. But I thought he stopped in the first place in order to concentrate on his club family cut down on the air miles and the wear and tear send a mixed signals this to me all of a sudden he wants to play international football again well where's your personally I think he'll leave in the summer I think he'll go to MLS or well I think he'll go to MLS that's out from that's from no intel or inside knowledge that's just my hunch mm. and if he doesn't I think that Everton should be looking to replace him as a number one, yeah. as a number one. do you think you know and you don't
3: know do you think Getting back, the American team is part of like reason's profile together. The to the MLS. Be. That's, that's what yeah. makes. That's what makes me come that's to that actually, conclusion. To be honest, That's Gav, easy yeah. to do rather yeah. than just be out. The I, team. I think so. Yeah. But, but you know, we've got to be balanced. He's been our keeper. If he did leave, say in the next year, the year or six months, or whatever. He's been our keeper for what nine nine years, getting which is a long, years. nearly a long four hundred years. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think he's got. You know, he could become the goal with the third highest clean sheets for us. They as would a club just say, "Go, now of course, yeah." On Saturday. So as much as we some of his recent performance over that nine years in so a position that for a number of years before Nigel Martin we had difficulty with it. And you know you've got, yeah, to, you've, got to, you've got to look at you know as our manager says look at the, look at the positives really <laughs> in that time yeah know. it's been a good sign
1: in definitely yeah, yeah.
0: so um, one of the topics we want to cover then who do we think will play in front of him we've got Ramiro Funes Mori travelling <laughs> across the globe what's the story the... Phil yeah <laughs> indeed <laughs> um, you know to get back after Argentinian duty we've got John Stones we think Will be fit. We don't you know one hundred percent, but looks like he could be in the frame. If he is fit, Tony just stones go straight back in, and you know there's no two ways about it. He has to. Yeah. If, if he, <laughs> what's, uh,
1: what's you expecting? Ten <laughs> um, he,
2: percent. He's got to start. He's the best best defender in the country, and we're playing against a top-notch centre forward here. Mm. He's, he's banging form, confidence is flying, and we've got one of the most. Arrogant, confident young footballers this country's ever seen, and we've got to play him. He's, he's got to mark him, and he's got to do a good job on him. And yeah, uh, you've got to play Jack yeah. Stones. So no two ways about it. Sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not sound yeah, yeah, so yeah. confident. <laughs> on the fence there again. Yeah. So what, what
0: about a right back then? You know, Seamus had what ninety minutes on Sunday for Ireland. Gav, um, Tais has done very well. It looks like Seamus is fit. He's saying he's, he, you know, he's taken part in training again today. Is he gonna go straight back in?
3: I think if um, Memphis is, whether does he call himself? Memphis. Yeah, Memphis yeah. yeah, I think he probably needs a bit of experience. I, I'd play Sheamus there. Mm. Uh, really, to be honest with you, you'd have to. Um, and he always, he always seems to play well against the big teams of Goodison. Mm. So uh, certainly the last couple of years. Um, and I would definitely put Sheamus. No, no,
0: you know. Yeah, Greg. What about further forward from the last last game of mm. the the derby do you I suspect I know the answer to this. Do you take De La out of the team and then bring him on off the bench rather than start with him or
1: Well I said earlier tonight that I think actually I just got a feeling that he could end up being influential on Saturday. Mm. However, I think he's shown this season that he's at the moment he's better coming off the bench. Yeah. Admittedly, you know, in, in the League Cup, yeah. there's been we've seen examples of both. Mm. But generally speaking, I, I like him more coming off the bench so I would I would use him that way would you like to see Lennon get a start
0: maybe do you think he's ready
1: uh, it's an interesting shout because I'd like to know how he's, how he's doing in training because yeah. certainly again talking about the fallibility at the back his pace will cause, mm. cause some difficulties we saw a little flash that when he came on against Liverpool cool, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just nice to have attacking options isn't it Yeah. Just, on, just quickly on Coleman yeah he does have to come back in but I hope it's the Coleman we saw more of against Chelsea because prior to that for me is he wasn't quite at the levels that we associate with Seamus Coleman he wasn't flying but then we started to see before his injury annoyingly uh, sorry not before Charles before he, before you that he was, you was getting back to those sort of like controlling games and yeah. really being a big influence um, and we all know what he's capable of so I hope that this injury is fully fit and he can just start yeah. he's done 90 minutes which was an unexpected bonus mm-hmm. for his country he must be game fit and um, and that's the one thing Tyus at the moment does not you really going forward is you know a bit of kind of pace and a little bit of kind of yeah. impetus to get to
0: yeah. get to the byline. And so, as yeah. yeah. we said before,
3: they, they may have got a bit of a weakness on the left with, mm. with Shaw being being out. Yeah, being out, yeah, yeah. One player to talk about within that is is Galloway, isn't it? Really mm. about you know we've, we've spoken about who would play. If Leighton Baines was fit at the moment. <laughs> that's a whole new podcast. What would well, know, um, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Really it is. because. I mean, he's, 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 he's grown incredibly quickly into the, mm. the left back role in, in a relatively short space of time. Mm. I mean, I think, I'm not sure how many first team games he's played, but it's gone into double figures. Not yet. Quite, I'm not sure, he got yeah. During um, yeah. so that time, he's, um, you know, when he's replacing somebody who, by and large, is, you know,
0: a, yeah, that's great. It's so hugely effective left back. You that's probably, so it's probably an issue, a whole issue by itself. But yeah. it's not. It can't be. You know, as much as Martinez would would say, he would welcome yeah. this selection headache. It will be, be one of the hardest decisions he'll have to make because yeah. does he take out the the picture young lad, who's full of confidence and playing really really well, yeah. and risk maybe Denton's confidence, or does he does he sort of bank on, Baines's experience and and sort of maturity to sort of say, well, look, you know, yeah. you're gonna have to show me a little bit over time to. I
2: I, I, you've got to play with the, the player confidence uh, I wouldn't put Baines back in if he was fit what, what would message would that send out well, he's yeah. done it last year with um, Joel Robles he came in couple of clean sheets on the next minute some hours was brought back mm. in the team and that, that, that just shot the Joel's confidence to bits and then Howard starts letting silly goals and so no, I'm not one for if the kid's playing well he's he's keeping his he's keeping his shirt yep. and Leighton Baines has gotta be on the bench.
0: Yeah. Well uh, well that will be uh, an issue probably in a couple of weeks or so certainly before the na- the next international breaks when when uh, Baines looks like he's gonna get fit. We'll just do sorry yeah, I've got I was
3: gonna John a quick stats about the international breaks I'm gonna too. put I'm <laughs> gonna put the markers on us again oh. is, there's been since Roberto took over as manager there's been eight international breaks. Our record in the eight games when we've returned from them is play date one seven through one. Lots of that so, so, Lovely and, stuff. and that that's was the three o' derby when we were winning to the last that's couple like of minutes. In. So uh, yeah, absolutely. So this is this is the ninth uh, the ninth in that time yeah, what's so, gonna be uh, different
2: as well, it's hmm. nice to see a traditional three PM kickoff on a Saturday yeah. as well, isn't it? Man Uniteds. it isn't on the telly, yeah. so it'll be a good atmosphere, yeah, yeah. sell-out crowds, it, it is nice to see a traditional 3pm Saturday kickoff. off yeah. And, and you know
3: the other stats that we have, the last 35 3pm kickoffs are good to so some, we've not lost any over the last <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm setting this all up.
1: That get, full house and it is a sell-out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If Lekaku, by the way, we haven't mentioned Rob, yeah, if yeah. he gets in the sort of form he's yeah, doing against Liverpool, then yeah. yeah. I fear for any back four, never mind United. So.
0: Greg, on, I'm stay with you, mate. Uh, yeah. Prediction yeah. for the game?
1: Yeah, uh, it's this infectious positivity that Gav's given me <laughs> this afternoon, <laughs> mm. armed with the stats, the West yeah. Derby thing, yeah. come, <laughs> transmitting to me across the table. Yeah, I think it'll be nine times. Uh, we're, we're carrying on that that record after international breaks I think the Blues are going to win. I think it'll be two one. Tony, Everton three one. I Fancy them to scream. a few big runs today in Fuller's boots.
3: Gav, I would say two nil. it.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think two 0 as well. Yeah, repeat of two seasons ago. Yeah, two nil for me. Fingers crossed we're all proven correct and uh, we're celebrating another three points on Saturday. Thanks for listening. Ik
2: wil
1: de allernieuwste telefoon.
2: Niet omdat het moet. Nu bij Tele2, de Huawei P20,
1: omdat het kan. Voor een genadeloos
2: lage prijs. Check tele2.nl voor de beste deal voor jou.